is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the true balls podcast episode nine with myself and big daddy murphy jj murphy himself to preview i felt like you were going to say something there jj preview the manchester derby coming up tomorrow how are you jj a fine day for it isn't it lovely day out uh, 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 grand day now how are you yeah, you know, I'm not too bad. I'm like, so I'm in the middle of like cage wires. Just happened to two Irish guys fast. This, like two minutes before you said, "Come on, we do the podcast." The second one got to finish. So I was like, "Ah, oh, that's perfect time." And so the UFC is on later tonight. So it worked out well. And Limerick just won as well. The best hurling team of all time just won again. So. Yeah, yeah, best hurling team of all time at one honor and. Oh well, they do now, JJ. Now we only became the best hurling team of all time two years ago. So. We've won out of two, so we're, we're going to win them all. Jesus. Limerick hurling fans are like Liverpool soccer fans by the sounds of it. Yeah, class. Is it? Winners. <laughs> <is> that it? <laughs> I'll take wa- that now, like. <laughs> you wash your mouth out. You don't believe that for a second. Nah, they're the fucking short. Do you know what the weirdest thing about Liverpool is these? Is this narrative, this mad narrative that... Um, um, oh man, United fans are only piping up now hating Liverpool. I always fucking hated Liverpool. Always. For years. Yeah. Even when they were shit, I hated them. What's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Like. Mm-hmm. Fucking we, to, be fair, to, to be fair, maybe it's just us have been talking crap for years and the general United fan might not have been, but we definitely have. Yeah, I think most like Man United fans, most Liverpool's all fans are just like fucking idiots, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. all the people listening here. None of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> they're all sound they're all great people but uh actually I, I only realised the last stage when you were calling yourself Shawnee Podcast now mm-hmm. well you hold said, on yeah. calling yourself I was christened that people have been calling <laughs> me that now go on anyway it's all the same yeah. but but I, I I haven't messaged you privately and I don't know how long yeah. when I tell you today I realised you're saved my phone as Sean God of Journalism Sheehan <laughs> how did that manage Since- to happen <laughs> I don't know, but I say it's there since about 2010. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long I've been doing it. That's what it takes to become a pod god, JJ. That's what you, it you takes. You visualised it and you made it happen. <laughs> well, yeah, I visualised it anyway. So. <laughs> if, you, if you're talking, like uh, if you saw Yoel Romero, he did uh, this great fucking, you have two hands. Anybody with two hands can do it. Like, if you talk enough shit, you can yeah. definitely do it 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to do get on the microphone and be unbelievably confident in absolute bullshit that's what I found that's the way to go for any advice to young up and coming bullshitters out there <laughs> but you're looking right we might as well, we might as well get into uh, it's this Manchester Derby coming up tomorrow I find it a little bit hard to get actually hyped for it because the game is it's meaningful for Man United I suppose but it's kind of meaningless for from Man City and like the league is over Liverpool have won the league uh, it's Man United top four maybe they'll get it maybe they won't get it how how, how hyped are you for the game I'm, not, I'm just I've kind of forgotten about it to be honest yeah I suppose I'm probably not that hyped but like it is a massive game for us because mm-hmm. like we better need to win it to try and finish the top four um, but then how much do City really care are they going to focus more on the Champions League and maybe not risk a few lads and stuff so it's it's kind of a difficult one to call mm-hmm. but um, it, I think it's a massive one for us we really have to win it 
Yeah, as we, we learn that's a different story. But as we sit here, Man United are seventh in the league, forty-two points. Chelsea forty-five. Playing Everton tomorrow, I believe, isn't it? And Man United have a superior goal difference. So if Man United win tomorrow, Chelsea lose. Man United will be fourth. Um, so this is, it is a big game for Man United, isn't it? Like, yeah, I know that you know the last time we talked about Ole and. We 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 kind of give out about him a little bit with kind of praise the good things he's done as well. But if you if we if you know the results haven't gone around. I remember there was a graphic going around there last week about when Man United needed to win games after Chelsea had dropped points, and every time they'd either drawn or lost. Yeah. If, if this yeah. is the one weekend where Man United get the big result and Chelsea lose, it's a big. It could be a big turning point for Ole, couldn't it? Yeah, it could definitely um, because we've tough enough fixtures coming up. So I think if we can win this one, it'll kind of keep the good momentum going and maybe make the next few fixtures that bit easier but if you lose you're kind of maybe they fall back into their shell a little bit again you wouldn't know but I think it's a massive one for them to win mm-hmm. um, but I saw something there today I think if if they win Solskjaer will be the first manager to beat Pep three times in a season mm. so Pep might not want that to be the case so mm. yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's an interesting one as well like the, the fact that uh, you know it's a derby as well no no manager wants to lose a derby I think just because it pleases the fans and I know City have only like you know 14,000 fans and stuff so it isn't as big for them but I, I still think the, you know they're still the noisy neighbours at Hart and I still think they want to they'll want to uh, beat Man United as, as you know as, as much as they as they can and with the, you know the fact that okay they have the, the Champions League oh, who, did they, who did they play in the Champions League again who did they playing? Real Madrid Real Madrid yeah but they kind of they're up 2-1 they're up 2-1 yeah. but you you know you still can't take Real Madrid handy I suppose even if you are playing them at home and a far far superior team to them but you know it's yeah. it's not exactly a game like that they have to rest players in or anything they've won the league cup now they ha- okay they have the FA Cup coming up like us as well and they have Real Madrid but no, no, I think they can I think they can afford to kind of focus on it what's the crack with the teams I know we were talking earlier on uh, today De Bruyne might be injured uh, Laporte is out isn't it maybe that'll help yeah. me a little bit yeah hopefully like if, if De Bruyne doesn't play that'd be massive mm-hmm. um, because like he, he kind of keeps their midfield taking over and if, if he's not there you'd feel a little bit more confident mm-hmm. but um, you never know whether they will risk him or not if, if I was Pep I wouldn't but I know if you were you would because he's in your fantasy team so. mm-hmm. 100% uh, <laughs> and my captain as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if he, if, if he doesn't play that'd be a major boost for us mm-hmm. yeah because like what are they going to do then like are they going to like the last time Man United played Man City Man City played a much more kind of defensive team with the, I think they had Rodri and Fernandinho both playing in midfield uh, or maybe Gundogan I, I think all three of them mm-hmm. even maybe playing in midfield and they had a very very holding team um the way they played against Real Madrid was kind of a Man United way of playing, but with a Man United formation of playing that they've played recently with the kind of the two up front, but kind of split strikers, but they were kind of split number 10s they played against Man City. Yeah. I, you know, we were talking earlier about the Man, Man United formation, the Man City formation. Before we get into the Man United formation, what way do you think Man City will... will like, Pep before has been a very kind of... Uh, stuck in his ways sort of manager but obviously unbelievably very good ways but even if they lose he'll, he'll still stick by it but he kind of has changed a little bit he changed for United last time changed for Real Madrid do you think because of the way United play against City and have had really you know probably as much success as, as anyone against Man City over the last few years do you think he'll kind of change it up a little bit yeah I, th- I think he might go with like the way he started the first leg of the League Cup without a kind of a an out and out striker like you were saying to maybe play like I don't know Sterling and Silva as, as kind of like I said kind of split strikers or something mm-hmm. um, 
it's hard to know really like because like I said it's difficult to know what way they'll approach but I think that's one thing he might do because they got such success out of it yeah Um. but then like it's like every time Aguero plays against United he scores mm-hmm. like so you know, maybe it'd be foolish to let to not start him but they might like I said they might have one eye on Real Madrid and kind of rest him and make sure De Bruyne is fit for that game as well so it's, it's very difficult to call but if I was to guess, I'd say kind of like they started the the first leg of the league cup. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest. I think like Aguero didn't start against Real Madrid, if I'm not mistaken, because they had the two lads up front. Yeah, so like I feel like I feel like Aguero kind of has to play this game, and I've, I I think you're right. Though. If if it was any maybe normal time, they probably would play that, and he would drop Aguero. He's no problem dropping Aguero like Aguero, but yeah. I think the fact that Harry Maguire is either not playing or carrying an injury into this game and Lindelof has been unbelievably dodgy this year and say if Bailly comes in he, you know he's dodgy enough even if they play the back five and we'll get into that in a second you know you can get onto Luke Shaw and you can get at Luke Shaw if you're a top class striker as well I feel like they need to attack that if they're Man City yeah. and Aguero's the man to do that really like he's probably the, the most well maybe underrated is the wrong word but like mm-hmm. he doesn't get the acknowledgement he deserves for what he's done in the Premier like he's absolutely lethal and like I said, he, he nearly seems to score every time he plays against us. Like how many near post goals where he's rifled it over yeah. the head's head has he got against us? It seems like he's got one nearly every game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he he would be a, a real challenge for the the back line, especially if like you said, if Maguire is not a hundred percent, because yeah. ugh, I don't trust Lindelof at all. No. Oh yeah, Lindelof is kind of that. Like, I think the thing about Man City as well, though, like if they do play. Uh, two or three holding players or even play a five at the back which they've played a, a little bit over the last uh, last while uh, they, they're still going to be like the, the problem Man City's biggest problem I think all the time is kind of you know Walker at right back and the, the centre backs obviously with uh, with Otamendi probably going to be playing there with Laporte out and maybe Fernandinho maybe Stones you know, it's. Pro- yeah. I'd say it'll probably be Fernandinho and, and Adam Indy, and then uh, you know either Mandy at left back or uh, or the Kevin De Bruyne look like whose name I can't. Zinchenko. Zinchenko. One, one, one of them. Like it's. You know, if Man United do play that split, those split strikers, which I think, you know, they probably will. But it's it's interesting. I, like before we get into Man United's team and stuff, do you, where do you like? I know you you're a good man for looking at right backs and left backs and stuff and getting at, at teams like uh, Trent Alexander Arnold and all, which you've been putting yeah. 100% right on. But what, what do you think, Man City? Where did you get at them? Yeah, I thought, like uh, I think every time we play them, we get some success out of Kyle Walker. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's very good going forward, um, but it's, well, maybe it's not necessarily just Kyle Walker. It's probably that on that side you you'd either have a, a Stones or a and Adam Indy alongside him because Fernandinho typically plays on the left. Yeah. That between those two, you will get joy because Stones and Adam Indy are not great defenders. And like I said, Walker's better going forward and he's a defendant. So you could get joy on that side. So that, like I'd stick Marshall out in him, even though Marshall can be hit and miss, but like he has the the ability to, to really go at them if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, down the other side, like. Mondi's actually not bad because he's he's strong and fast. So even if he kind of makes a mistake, he can recover. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'd really go at down the the Walker side of the pitch. But 
I still want to play Igalo as well, so I don't know what sort of formation they feel like. I think it's interesting when you're. For me, like the the frailties of Man City sometimes are, and it might sound it might sound counterintuitive, but it's actually when you play the ball against them because like if they're attacking you and they get you know they play that high press and they get uh, men up the field, but not just the high press that they're not as bad as Liverpool for, but like the, the quick passing and they you know they get a lot of people forward. If you kind of win the ball out of them and are you know and you know when when you win the ball against Man City high up the field, they'll immediately attack you and try to tackle you but I think Man United yeah. are actually really good when they're pressured there at actually passing the ball out like let's say the you know kind of a trio between say Shaw, Fred and McTominay or Shaw, Fred and Fernandes or something like that and then getting the balls yeah. over the top I, like I think that's why Man United you know actually more than the kind of the strikers and ra- having Rashford and Martial and I know Rashford would be a big loss but I actually think the fact that they can kind of do that and they have the quality there to do that which we don't see in other games because teams are kind of standing off them at times I, yeah. I, I think that's kind of really why why it plays in and I like the last time against Man United they really went with those kind of three holding players or two holding players you know at times I don't think they were pressing as high they were kind of leaving lads back and kind of leaving maybe the front four to attack and the front four obviously is good enough to attack as well so I think it's an interesting battle you know people slag all the Gunnar Solskjaer a lot for his tactical ineptitude and stuff Uh, but you know I think against Pep as you said they're beating him twice this year he's he's been alright done alright yeah and the one thing I could see potentially happen is they just stand Rodri or someone on Fernandez. Yeah. Like, it's only a matter of time before teams start doing that because he's the guy that kind of makes us tick. Like, he's he's made such a change since he's come in. Mm-hmm. I'd just stick someone on him full stop and say, right, let the rest of them try try play. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll do that or not, but... That's something I'd be thinking about if I was Man City, anyway. Yeah, it's, I think it's interesting as well. Like, where the spenders? Well, I suppose let's get into the Man United team a little bit. And we were we were talking earlier on the week, and I like most of these big games. Man United have been playing the five at the back with Brandon Williams, the left wing back, and and Luke Shaw, left centre back with, you know, probably. Uh, if Maguire is fit, he'll play there and Lindelof and then obviously Aaron Wan-Bissaka on the other side. If he's fit as well, I think he was carrying a bit of an injury. So if not, maybe maybe yeah. Dallow. But uh, you know, they, they mightn't play that. But I, I like. I think the thing about that is that was actually grand before you had Fernandez, but I think getting, yeah. getting Fernandez into like a a, a five two three, which would have been then, or um, or sorry, a five three two. I I think that's I think that's a little bit difficult with the split strikers, and I also think the fact that you don't have Rashford there, like playing Martial and Greenwood as the split strikers, I don't think is as as effective as playing Rashford and uh, and Martial because I think I don't think Greenwood is as fast as Mar- uh, as Rashford. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he's that over the top sort of player either. Like I know you're a big fan of Vigallo, but does that take away something from us? I know it, in the last game it actually gave us a lot because he is that number nine that we can kind of ping the ball into and run off him. I think they showed it very well in match of the day how we did that as well. Even Lingard and Lang yeah. running off him. It it I think it's. It's a tough one to know what to go to here. Do you play that single striker? What do you think? Or do you play the split strikers like we have done for a long time in Man City? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think... I think I'd go with a Gallo because... Like, probably something I had underestimated or didn't really acknowledge about him was that... Like, his his hold-up and his first touch, like, let's say his... You'd often see Fernandez knocks the ball into him, and he, he like it's a one touch pass to someone running onto it. Like he's actually very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think if you could get him in there, get Fernandez rolling, and then just have, I'd have Marshall and Dan James down either way. You know, I, I know Dan James kind of went off the boil a bit, but I think his pace always troubled City. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like Greenwood off the right is is good, but it's probably not his strongest position. Like I say, he's not that fast. So. Mm-hmm. 
I'd nearly go with a Gallo up front and have Martial and James just bombing down either side of him. Yeah. Or would you go with just Martial and James? Don't play a Gallo and then play the the five at the back and then the three of McTominay, Fridge and Bruno Fernandes? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think if you... Although I suppose it kind of worked against them before, but if you, I think if you played a five at the back, you're giving them the initiative and you're kind of... Mm-hmm. Depending on the break again, which we kind of gotten away from a small bit with Bruno coming in. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. We, Bruno's never really played for Man United in that sort of game, has he? Where we're playing on the break. He's, no, every, yeah. Every game we've played, we've actually tried to keep keep the ball. And he's actually passed the ball forward. And so yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, like. I think Bruno though, if he was playing in that sort of team, I think he'd be a good man, you know, to play those balls over the top to the fast lads running onto him. Like I think he, I think he could play that position, but I don't think he'd be maybe as effective as he would. And especially when you don't have the ability to kind of, you know, to ping the ball into that that striker to kind of play off it. So it's, this yeah. is this is interesting. Any chance to drop Bruno and don't play him in this game? Ah, uh, no chance. No, no chance. No, I can't see it happening. No. He's. I think there's a small He's our chance. best player already. Yeah, there is. He is, but. I don't know. I, I, like, I'd have a little bit of respect for all if he actually did it. <laughs> because if he just... <laughs> you know, to be a dickhead. Because it's your idea. Well, well no. Uh, do you think Pep would do it like? Uh, Pep wouldn't play that way, I know. But if, like, yeah. if, Pep, no, no, did, if Pep did play that way, I think he would like... squad. I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, that's that's how great managers are made. I think you make those decisions, <laughs> and that's how fucking idiots are made as well. As well. Yeah. <laughs> but still, but, but, the, the uproar they'd be if he didn't. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> and they lost. A bunch of a genius yeah. when he looked off. They won and he didn't play. I don't uh, know. Yeah, he'd I don't look, know. He'd look a fucking genius. What what do you think? Sort of five it about you think you you think they're playing a four? Yeah, I think they go four. Yeah. I don't know. They have asked it. They have often played the five in games like this, but yeah. I don't think so. I think Bruno Cunha is kind of... like I think you said it as well last day that that was kind of almost a necessity because the midfield wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but I think now that he's come in, uh, Scotty's back fit. Like, we kind of have a... No, depth is probably the wrong word, but we have options in, in midfield, so I don't think we need to go to five at the back. But, yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. I think the issue is we're playing very well and, you know, we've, what is it, nine games in a row now without without defeat. But we're playing Man City, who are the best passing team probably in the world. Like You know, so playing yeah. against them with that sort of game, I don't think that's right. I think we need to play the tactics that got us to the dance. And uh, I, I would, I'd probably play, play, still play, play Bruno in a tree and play um, Martial and James up front as split strikers. But... You know, it's interesting to be very interesting to see what uh, what he does. Uh, any, so, go on. So, what would your your team be? Five at the back. Yeah, my team. Here's my team. So it'd be Romero and goals as well. I think De Gea is done enough. I'm, I'm dropping De Gea after Romero made that unreal yeah. save as well at the weekend. I'm playing Romero, yeah. uh, Wan Bissak, uh, Maguire. Hopefully, if he's fit, I'd play Bailly as well because I think Lindelof is done. I think he's shite. Yeah. Uh, I play Luke Shaw, Brandon Williams, and in the three in midfield, I'd play. Um, <laughs> McDominay, Fred, and another. Either uh, I play Matic, fuck it, I drop Fernandez, and I play. <laughs> I play Matic. You're already saying this because you, you're nailing your fucking flag to the mast here, though, because you made that statement. <laughs> 
That's I, I'm a winner, JJ. I want to win the game. I don't want to. I don't want to just play with my new item because I bought him. I want to win the game. I think we need to shut up shop and hit and hope over the top, score an old deflected goal and win one 0 That's all I think we need to do. So, what would you? What would your team be? Go on, tell us. Mine would be. I agree with your Romero stance, but no, I'm going to go with the hair. Ah, Juan Bissaka, uh, Boy Maguire, Shaw. Oh, Shaw. Nice one. Yeah, sure. Um, Scott, Fred, Bruno, Marshall, Igalo, and James. Jesus, Iggy. Hasn't Iggy done well too, Don? Fairness to the fucker. I know we, we, I slagged him a little bit, but he's exactly what we need, isn't he? Like, a lad that'll hold he up is. the game, cup games, scored a few goals. Brilliant. Yeah, and like, he he scores the dirty goals like that no one else in the team will. Mm-hmm. Like that that one, the last he kind of miscontrolled it, but still got the flick out to, to finish it. The second one, he, he was unlucky. Like, the first time shot got blocked and he just rifled it into the roof of the net. Like, if that was Marshall, he would have tried to stop it, do a fancy flick and then curl into the top corner. Like, he... Oh, yeah. No, he's... Don't get me wrong. He's not a world beater. But he's exactly what we needed, given the way the window panned out. Like, uh, and I think he's doing a great job. Like, I, I'd love to see him doing well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do as well. Like he's already scored more goals for uh, Man United than Henrik Larsson has, which is another great stat. I think. Uh, do you hear that other stat as well that I threw in the other day? Aguero scored more goals for City than Rooney has for Man United. Yeah, I couldn't get over that. What a stat! A way that less is. games, wasn't it? Yeah, way like two hundred less games as well. But in fairness, yeah. Rooney did play a lot of games in midfield and as a ten, and Aguero has yeah, always yeah. been kind of a starting striker for Man City. So. You know, it's it's understandable. Yeah, was, what a record! Like he's he, he's yeah. definitely he's he must be the most underrated player in the world, Aguero. Like he's fucking he's brilliant. Like he's absolutely yeah. Brilliant. No, he's oh, he's he's just made for goals. Like he's an out and out striker. Like yeah, I know when when Pep came in first, they were like, oh, he doesn't work hard enough." Yeah. So I don't care. Like he guarantees you a goal every two games at least. Like he's mm-hmm. I think he's exceptional. Yeah. Right. So before we will talk about another couple of things, but before we do that, predictions, JJ, predictions for tomorrow, Man City versus Man United. Predict it. Call oh, it. Two one United. Oh, two one United. Um, <laughs> I, I have a feeling Solskjaer will be too soft to drop Fernandez. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they might play. I think they'll try to play with him. I'm gonna go with three uh, 0 Man City. That's that's my oh, Jesus. That's my, that's my all, all because of one player, Bruno Fernandez playing is going to <laughs> because Man United's best player is playing. I think he lives training. <laughs> and, uh, that's fucking. That's some JJ Murphy glad you got to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how heroes are born. That's how heroes are born. Okay. <laughs> I look like some. Ge- I remember one time I was doing the, the podcast with Graham. And he's like Sheffield United playing. Man United. He's like predicted, and I was like ah three three or something. And it was fucking three three. We drew. It. It absolutely yeah. fantastic. So I'm a, I'm a genius. I haven't been known to do that. Um, <laughs> so Liverpool are going to shit. How fantastic is that? Brilliant. Oh, that's great. Podcast. Great. I, I know it, it kind of is a sign of how far we've fallen. That mm-hmm. like I was actually. I was actually watching the Watford game down in a kind of a hotel bar in Tipperary and when Sar scored, I left some shout out <laughs> and like I was surrounded by Liverpool <laughs> fans. So I had to quickly shut up. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, how would a mighty have fallen? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's still great. I don't care. Yeah. Remember that time? My we're prediction in... was right. You, you what? <laughs> well. <laughs> Three months too late, but it was right. <laughs> Remember that time we were in the Varnace and that lad was that Liverpool fan was there and we were just like egging him on for the whole game and then Liverpool was oh, about yeah. to win anyway. So yeah, 
Liverpool. Yeah, that was Newcastle last year, wasn't it? Was it New- yeah, it was, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Newcastle, yeah. I'm not sure. He got the last laugh in the end anyway, the old prick. I feel like what's happening to Liverpool right now is a little bit of tiredness. They've got a few injuries and things yeah. as well. They've just they've a lot going on, I suppose, and it, like the, the the kind of drawback with Liverpool for the whole time has been their squad is pretty small. They don't really have that great a squad, and they've been you know we I know we we were slagging a little bit saying they don't get any injuries and you know they're on supplements and everything like that, which is all true, but allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they haven't really got any injuries and they haven't really been tiring or anything. But now that they are tiring a little bit, and you know Firmino hasn't scored in sixteen years at home for for Liverpool. <laughs> You know, Salah, Salah, you know, playing okay and things. Manny, I think, has gone off the boil a little bit as well. Yeah, I still yeah. think he's the win player of the year. Uh, Van Dijk has been making some terrible mistakes, especially at that Watford game. He was absolutely fucking horrendous. You know, people were blaming Lovren. I actually thought it was more Van Dijk than Lovren. Uh, okay, they, yeah, won, they won today. We can gloss over that. Who cares? But, you know, just great to see him gone to shit, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Oh, it's, like, it's definitely catching up on him, though. Like, yeah. I think they're, they're probably lucky that they have such a gap because... Let's say if there was only 10 points in it and they were hitting this run of form, like, geez, lads, we're tired. Then the nerves would creep in. But I think the fact they know they have such a cushion, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, sure, we can afford to lose a few games. Now I know they, they won't want to, but they'll know, they're, they'll know in the back of their head they can afford to. Yeah. But I, like, I think if City were anyway closer and this, they were hitting this run of form, it'd be a completely different story. Yeah. All I'm hoping now is that Atletico will stick to them and we can call them a small team mentality getting knocked out of cups just to focus on the league like they, they couldn't do it like the treble team in 99 well they've already done that they couldn't get the invincible they've, they've lost that this week they couldn't get the FA Cup they've lost that lost that this week as well even though they put out you know their, their starting team and everything like that so you know people call Liverpool the greatest team of all time I think they can kind of shut up with that <laughs> with yeah. that stuff now it's just not yet anyway. do you know what's you know what the saddest part like I actually felt I actually felt a little bit bad for them but like all along, like, oh, we put out kids in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like they were trying to lose it. Klopp didn't want to show up a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the poor players, like, they actually went and tried to win a game. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't. Like, it was kind of, it was kind of sad they didn't stick to their guns of playing the young lads. Like, it was... Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah, like Liverpool, like they've been so good this year, but there's been still a, a bit of Liverpool kind of sad, you know, sad fucker in it as well. Like, there has been a bit of that. Like there, there actually has. Like they can't get, they can't get past it. Like you know, Man United kind of have that superiority complex, and we've kind of lost a bit because we're going to shit. But Liverpool still have that inferiority complex as well. It's like oh, we're not strong enough. We have to rest our players. They they have to go on holiday. Like the manager couldn't even sit in the bench for one. Of the games yeah, like that was, that was pathetic, absolutely yeah. pathetic, embarrassing stuff. Like if you like, I, I know I, I hate Liverpool, but I'm I'd say Liverpool fans were fucking were not happy with that as well. But like it's great to kind of see it kind of come back in them and you know to lose a few games. Like we have an absolute unashamed hatred for Liverpool. I've had it my whole life. Like so, and yeah. any little morsel, they're just they're going to win the league and all. But like the best thing about this actually them running away with it so easily is that it's kind of over and done with now. And we're kind of used to it. It's like a fucking death that you know is coming. You know, you're kind of yeah. <laughs> you have had time to deal with it now. And we're we're one we're one Diego Simeone clean sheet away. From yeah. the shine kind of being taken off this Liverpool season, do you think he can do it? Do you think Diego can do it for us? I think he can, like because, like, uh, even if Liverpool score two, up until the last second of the game, Madrid can still go through. Like so, yeah. like Liverpool really have to put them to bed 
for it to be over, which is difficult to do against the Simeone team. Mm-hmm. And like I, I really hope they play Diego Costa and he's up to typical Diego Costa shit really. Like I really hope he does it. Yeah, he'd he'd just be fantastic about it. And another thing another thing that could be a huge factor, we might talk about it even even more in a second, but like if this I think we all know Liverpool why they're so great at home, it's because of the absolute raucous fan base that they have and that, that crowd just like non stop attacking buses coming in and, you know, showing the heads off them and all when when they're in the in the ground. If that you know the coronavirus is around at the moment i know it's it's only four days away but there's been a lot of events cancelled recently there's been changes to lots of things if let's say that game has to be played behind closed doors in anfield that is a big big help for atletico and a big big hindrance for liverpool isn't it oh yeah it would be massive like because the i think the atmosphere intimidates teams before they ever go in the pitch like i think it did for many uh was it last year the year before when the that unreal was the Champions League semi-final. Um, yeah, the ball so attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it is a massive thing and like, to be fair, I'd say, like I've never been there now in a, a Champions League night, but I'd say the atmosphere is unreal mm-hmm. and it would be very intimidating for another team. So, if that was to happen, I think it's game over. Like, But, I don't know if it will or not now. You said there you've never been there in the Champions League night. Have you been downfield otherwise? Sure I have. My father, my first... fuck's sake. What? I've seen... Yeah, I've seen Bolton there twice. And I've seen... Oh, well, that's okay. Oh, well. I like can't remember. They've, they've never won when I've been there either, which is great. Go. Go this weekend. Oh, no, wait, yeah. we're not playing Liverpool. <laughs> Just go anyway. Go on, I'll get you a season ticket. Go on, Any season ticket, post them into the True Ball podcast. <laughs> At gmail.com. I don't know how you do yeah. that. It's a screenshot. It's a screenshot. Yeah, look, yeah, it, like, that is a big factor. And I suppose, like, uh, we, you know, we talked about Liverpool loads over the last few podcasts and stuff, and, you know, they're still going to win the league. And all that, that game with Atletico's, that's the biggest game of the year. I think that's going to be absolutely huge. But the coronavirus, it's it could change things a lot. Like, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, games played behind closed doors, even games called off. There's a threat to the season and all. Which okay for us, if Liverpool didn't win the title, it'd be it'd be fucking brilliant. But you know, this is this is getting this is getting pretty serious. Like, isn't it? Like, I, I know we're no medical experts or anything, and please don't take any advice for us or anything. But like, <laughs> game games could be cancelled here, couldn't it? It's getting fucking serious. Like, yeah, they could. Cause sure, look at Italy. They're all is it up until the start of April? They're playing them all behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know the UK is nowhere near the same levels, but the way this thing is spreading, like, you never know. Um, yeah. So. It is a real possibility, I suppose, and that like that could have a massive bearing on, like even let's say for for us in top four and like that, like it could have a massive bearing on how the season finishes. But hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But it, it, it's just so unpredictable. You never know. Yeah, it's yeah. It depends how quickly it spreads. You know, it could have a it could have an effect on on Europe as well, even if it doesn't spread hugely in in the UK. You know, there's if there's still Italian teams, Spanish teams around there. If it spreads yeah, around there, yeah. which it probably could quicker than it spread over here, you know, it's it's uh, you know interesting. Might be more time for podcasts if you have to spend two weeks at home in quarantine. Or whatever, so. <laughs> <laughs> Every cloud is a silver lining, I suppose. Uh, the only team who won't affect is Man City because they have no fans anyway. Shut yeah. up there again. <laughs> I'd love if someone wasn't in Europe so I could say like that time Liverpool never got into Europe and they were playing Swansea and it was like oh they're Liverpool's sole European game of the year yeah. <laughs> jeez I dined out in that for a season it was fucking yeah. great 
<laughs> I remember when the fixtures came out. I remember I like tweeted it and like sent it around to everyone. Oh, here's your European fixture for the year there. But yeah, yeah sure look. <laughs> uh, go on. Do you know what else? Like, I suppose at the moment with no uh, current T-shirt or anything in place, mm-hmm. uh, that young lad from Donegal that wrote the letter to Liverpool, he should definitely up for like a nomination oh, after God. that. He should be president T-shirt fucking uh, legend. Dara, shout out yeah. Dara if you're listening. <laughs> legend big fans we'll big bring fans. you on he'd be our first guest oh, Dara what a fucking hero what a legend uh, come here to me JJ there's a couple of things here in our uh, in our whatsapp group that we must touch on before we go Premier League Hall of Fame yeah. right two, there's going to be two entrants on it this year who are your two entrants oh, I think I said Roy Keane purely because he's the most successful captain and the most successful team in the Premier League era Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd have you'd probably have to put Alan Shearer because he's he's top goal scorer. Yeah, but like, I think Raikin is a no-brainer. I I just I don't like Raikin should be first every time. Like I, I I was actually amazed there was such backlash to that suggestion on yeah. on our Twitter. I, I don't know how. Like I'm okay. I'm extremely biased, obviously, but I I don't think there's a close second. Like. Uh, you know, there's some been some absolutely fantastic players, some great captains, but nobody has been as dominant a captain as him, as dominant a player as him, while being a captain, while winning so much. Just, an, I think, an absolute no-brainer. Like Shearer, because of the amount of goals he scored, I can see. You know, like if someone argues Shearer a hundred percent, but I think the fact he, you know, he won it with Blackburn, then he moved to Newcastle, and he won nothing for like fifteen years. I think that de- that definitely takes away from him. Like you, when you have players like Henri who got loads and loads and loads of goals and won championships as well. When you have players like Drogba who got loads and loads of goals. When you have players like Aguero who got loads of goals. When you have someone like Giggs who was there for fucking twenty years and won thirteen titles. Like, I, I definitely, I think, I think it should be Keane and Giggs. I know I'm biased towards Man United, but I think it's hard to see past either of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, like. I still think you have to have Shearer because I know you're saying he he didn't win stuff but he's like top goal scorer in no fair enough Blackburn won the league but he was at Newcastle for the majority of his career and still scored the goals there Mm -hmm. like I know know he doesn't have the trophies to match but I think Jesus for what he's done he deserves to be in there I wouldn't even have I wouldn't even have Henri in the top five won't have him anywhere near it do you, know what no. the, do you know what they need to do though they, it's kind of stupid the first year putting on two people after 20 fucking five years of the Premier League you need to put in you need to put in one for every year of the Premier League I think I think you need to start off with like 25 and then put in two a year after that I think uh, yeah like why are they starting with two Would it, or why don't they just like name, like have a team like mm-hmm yeah, best of or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I a good know. idea as well. And then, but in, yeah, keep putting in two after that. But yeah, like yeah. it'll be too. There, there won't be enough people in it. Like we, you know, we're going to get in ten years time, and there's only going to be twenty people. And like that's that's not a yeah. lot with the amount of legends that are made in the Premier League. But I suppose that's uh, that could be a big debate going forward. Anyway, um, a yeah. couple of more things: Allison or Schmeichel? Oh, Schmeichel. <laughs> It's no, not even a debate. No, 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 no. This I actually won this debate and I destroyed the two you years didn't. on WhatsApp group. I clearly not did. Not even a debate. So this debate, right, this Man United versus Liverpool. Man, Liverpool team this year versus Man United team in 1999 uh, was the debate. So based on, on that year itself, whereas it was last, Schmeichel was last year at Man United, he was gone to shit, whereas Alisson, like, I think in most Ugh. people's opinion, has been the best goalkeeper in the world over the last year. 
I, I have Allison every day of the week. The current Allison. Now, over their whole career, I'd have Schmeichel. But the 99 Schmeichel versus the current Allison. Allison all day. JJ, take it away. So you'd have the 99 Schmeichel who played more or less the entire season, won treble, mm-hmm. like <laughs> save that penalty in the FA Cup to get us through over Allison, who missed the first six or seven weeks of the league and is now injured again. So he's played what? Eight nine weeks of soccer, ah. and you're saying he's had a better season than Schmeichel. <laughs> Come off it, JJ. What do you do for a living? Like accountant? Does that he miss? <laughs> he missed seven weeks, and he's missed one game, and they've played about fucking how many? Thirty five games. So he's played nine. What are you talking about? He's played. He's played about fucking twenty games in the league. He's played fucking twenty games outside of the league as well. Allison has played loads of games. This year. No. So, can't learn to count. You should get no. sacked. Oh, it's, it's a joke. <laughs> Joke. Nah, Allison's like people seem to forget that Schmeichel went to shit in his last season at Man United. Like he made loads of mistakes and he was looking old. So I know he went on to play for Man City Traitor as well. That's another reason why he shouldn't get on the, on the team. But well, yeah. that's a different story. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't. I just don't think he was good. Like Schmeichel in '95 or something. I know I was only like fucking seven years of age or whatever. So I don't want to get into this all Zidane ba- debate again. But I, <laughs> I, I just I distinctly remember Schmeichel last year at Man United. I want him to leave. Like it's a little bit like the hair. No, like the hair is not as good as he as he was. Like. He he couldn't have been that bad. We lost four games the whole season. Like he couldn't have been making that many fucking blunders. Like ah, but when you fucking David May in front of you, an upside Jason. What more do you want me to say? You fucking like, Alison's playing with fucking Dejan Lovren in front of him and Trent Alexander Arnold. Fucking hell. Yeah, and he's conceding goals left, right, and centre. Ah, you like that? Like. Fair enough, like he's he's a a decent keeper, but what, how many games has he won for Liverpool this year? Like he's he's either had nothing to do or he's conceded three goals. Like there's no middle ground with him. Like that's actually a good argument in fairness. That's uh, in fairness, that's the best argument you've made yet. But uh, I still think he's good. I like. I know, you know how class I am at spotting keepers. You are, so. yeah. And I'm actually terrible at spotting keepers, which is like I love Ederson now. I've like I've grown to love Ederson, the kind of the shitter he's gotten because. <laughs> You, that's because you love absolute mavericks. Like, I just do, yeah. I love them. I fucking. Oh, actually, today watching a bit of the game, I only watched a bit of that Arsenal game, and this is completely off topic. But you know, I've been extremely frustrated with Man United players over the years, like Lingard and Nanny, especially. I've never been as frustrated by a human being in my whole life as Nanny, apart from maybe Andrew McGann. But <laughs> Mesut Ozil, Andrew McGann's an Arsenal fan as well. So there you go. He's the most frustrating player I've ever like. He gives away the ball and he doesn't even put in a leg to challenge for it. Doesn't run back. He oh my! I don't know how Arsenal fans do. And I know we've a few Arsenal fans, a few of your friends and stuff. Are Arsenal fans. Yeah. How oh my god! He's the most. Frust- I like it. Fucking vexes me. It enrages me to watch fucking Arsenal because he's so lazy and he's so, he's a good player as well. Like going forward, and he's a bit of a maverick, and I should like him, but I fucking hate him. Uh, he packed it in. When he got that contract from Wenger, realistically, like sure he hasn't kicked the ball since. Early. That's true. That I think, but well, actually, he may have had like a good forty minutes and Ortega came in at the start. But he's just—he's their version of Pogba. I think like he just Ooh, doesn't really care. Just not, he's not in. He's he's on his big contract now. That's it. Yeah, that is a good shout. In fairness, um, mm. yeah, he's only a prick. Last couple of things. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I kind of we ask this question in every podcast: uh, De Gea or Henderson? In the summer, what you do? I think it's time to to cash in while he's still worth something. Mm-hmm. Um, like and a, give Henderson like, a go. Like a 2009 facade. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into this again. <laughs> My head is scrambled. 
But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree. You have you have to get rid of the hair now. Like I still think the hair is one of the best goalkeepers in the world, even if he does make like those four or five mistakes a year. And we're actually like, he was so good. The fact that he is making any mistakes now makes him look awfully bad. Like I don't actually think yeah. he's making more mistakes than normal goalkeepers would like. To be honest, uh, yeah. it, f- and especially recently, I think for the last few months he's been fantastic. Apart from that one huge mistake there recently, but yeah, it's Henderson is the common man, and while you can still get yeah. money for him, you have to do it. I think. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, maybe this kind of goes against what we usually say. It's probably more of a financial or business decision, but like I still think you'd get. What would you get? 60, 70 million for the hair? I don't know. Would you get that much? He's turning tw- 29, 39. You'd probably get 50 million for him. Um, like. Yeah, but even even still, like, and then mm. you have a, a free, ready rate, ready made replacement coming in, like, mm-hmm. and what age is Henderson? I don't know, 22, 23. That's all, yeah. Yeah, and like, so you you have him there because I think if, if you don't sell the hair, then do you risk losing Henderson? Like, and I'd rather not. Like, mm-hmm. he's a longer term option. And you'd st- still get cash in the door for for De Gea. Like if you sold De Gea and Pogba in the summer, you could end up like signing three or four class lads and have a net oh, spend of zero. Like yeah, I'm getting anxiety here just thinking of fucking Ed Woodward fucking up all those signings. Oh my god! Imagine, yeah. <laughs> imagine Ed Woodward like an extra hundred and fifty million. Oh my god! How badly would he fuck players? Like he'd sell the two of them, and he'd buy like fucking. Oh, I don't know who would he buy. He'd, I don't know. He'd buy someone like half good. At like the yeah. last day of the transfer window, and everyone will be saying like, "Oh, it's a success! We've signed this great player, and but we've only signed one player, and this team is still shit." You know, yeah. What do you think I, do? I don't know. I think there's there's more positive rumblings coming out now, but like, oh yeah, I still wait until see how he delivers on it because his past performance wouldn't fill you with confidence. Mm-hmm. And last thing here, when we're on goalkeepers, this is like the goalkeeper episode. How shit is Jordan Pickford? just stone uh, useless like yeah he's just rubbish like <laughs> and, uh, like <laughs> if you watch him now the next time he kicks out a ball mm-hmm. it's he tries so hard to kick the ball like it's like so usually like most keepers are just like Ederson it's just oh, a fluid motion he lovely. kicks the ball like Pickford is like, he, right, he puts down the ball, takes his five or six steps back, and then he's like, has to concentrate really, really hard to mm-hmm. kick the ball. And then he nearly throws his whole body through it. Like, he's, I actually don't know how he ever got a professional contract, to be honest with you. Yeah. Do you ever see like a, like a three-year-old boy trying to kick a ball and their head is a little bit too big for their body and they kind of follow? <laughs> yeah. That's what he's like. like. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> but he also like the thing about it is that he tries to like you know style it out and like have this big you know with his fucking you know with his inside leggings and stuff on trying to look like Ederson and stuff and like like gets low down to kick the ball and all but he just he's just so he's terrible like he's he's rubbish like Dean Henderson has to start for England surely I'd fucking start yeah, fucking Ben Foster it, over a, a Pickford like he's shy he should he should be probably yeah third or fourth choice because. Like, I'd have Henderson in front of him. Your man Nick Pope at Burnley is a better keeper, although he's terrible at passing the ball as well. Yeah. But he's actually a better keeper. And then Foster is playing very well this year. Yeah. He, I think he's a better keeper than him, but like I'd say he could still be their number one this summer, which is absolute madness, to be honest. Yeah, but that's Garrett Soka as well. He's... Do, do you reckon Keane went through him so much because he hates Soka as well? 
What, in, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I think Raikeen can't but be honest. What was that thing Raikeen said at like halftime? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, what was I, I, don't, oh. I don't need to see his stats to know he's a bad goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, but he's, yeah, he said something else as well. Oh, though. no. Oh, they're on about the ball moving. He goes, someone's kicked it. Of course it's moving. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah, man, Dave Jones did the ball move in the air. Yeah, someone kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Oh. like I imagine how much Rykeen enrages someone else. Like I'd say, anyone who's not a Man United fan absolutely hates him, but I just love him. Like, oh yeah, uh, he's like. Remember you? You said that about Paul Galvin before. I I hate him, and you're like, ah, if you yeah. play for Limerick, you'd absolutely love him. Like it's yeah. yeah. Uh, I still would never ever agree with that, but you're dead right at the same time. Like so. Keane and Sunes, to be fair, are the perfect combination yeah. of bitterness. Like it's, it's just great. They hate everything and everyone. <laughs> They're like us. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I now that you say it, I realize I actually don't hate Sunes when he's with Keane, but I hate him all the rest of the time. So, yeah, yeah I just love him because he slates Pogba, even when Man United wouldn't even be playing and he'd go through Pogba. Like it's brilliant. <laughs> Man United win 4 0. Pogba didn't even play. Ah, Pogba. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> not even there. Pogba's in fucking France. Yeah. Uh, Pogba's coming back training next week, anyway. So, oh, God. I just, yeah, I don't want him to come back. Just put, have him play oh. for the under 23s for the rest of the season. Fuck him, like. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't rot. even. I'd, I'd make sure he's as unfit as possible going into the Euros. Yeah, just <laughs> start feeding him fucking baby milk and stuff. Just to fatten him <laughs> up like a little calf. Do you ever see the vegans? Do you ever see vegans talking about milk? It's very funny. It's like this is used to fatten up calves, and we're feeding it to our children. Like, all right, lads, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I went vegan for a week and nearly died. So it's not good. Anyway, I yeah. don't know where we got there. JJ, that's it. Good, good chat. Thank you very much. We, we, we might do it again soon. Uh, any, any, uh, any shout-outs or anything before we go? Anything you want to say? No, not major. Only. Oh, I think I'm going to be more right than you are tomorrow about the Hopefully. Derby match, but sure we'll see. We will we'll see. see. Prediction for uh, prediction for top four, Man United. Still? Oh, Ooh. I think we'll get it. I think we'll get four. I don't. I've nah. that Everton uh, draw. That Everton draw fucking sickened me, and Bru- it sickened Bruno as well, which I was happy to see as well. But yeah, a draw. I know. I think. I think. I don't think we'll get it because we're so good. I think Chelsea will mess it up, and I think we'll just get there. Hopefully, I hope Sheffield United get it. To be honest, it'd be great. It'd be the perfect neutral solution to it. Yeah, and Man United win win uh, the Europa League. That'd be perfect. Let's, let's sure, that. We might only need a fifth anyway. Yet you never know. Well, yeah, that's true as well. But we're fucking seventh at the moment, so we're shy. But anyway, yeah. right, that's it. JJ, sign us out. All right. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, We'll see you again maybe next week with another episode. Thanks very much.